Hello, and thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and if you would like to hear any past episodes, you can check it out on iTunes or on SoundCloud.com. Just search Jillian Pelkey Activate. We're going to pray and then get right into the sermon for today. All right, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this holy week. Jesus, for this week where we celebrate all that you did for all of mankind. We celebrate your sacrifice and your actions that led you to the cross, led you to die on our behalf. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your death and for your resurrection. We thank you for taking all of our sins upon yourself, for freeing us from chains that held us down, from freeing, for freeing us from sin and death. Jesus, we thank you. We want to honor you and glorify you and cry Hosanna because you are the King of all kings. We pray all these things and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. So, Recently, like as in a few minutes ago, I was talking to my husband and we were getting ready for a meeting tonight. And he said, you know, uh, you talked an awful lot uh, the last time we met with this group of people. Uh, Maybe just consider maybe holding back some of your thoughts and uh, a valid point. And I was, but it took me back because I was like, I don't even remember talking that much. Did I talk a lot? And so many times in our lives, we are very free with our words. We talk a lot. We say things. And then we think, you know, was it really necessary to say all of those words? (laughs) Was it really necessary to talk so much about all of those things? And uh, I was grateful for my husband's correction there because sometimes I can just offer my opinion and not really think about the people in the room. And it was a great reminder and I'm thankful for that. But I think we all sit in that boat sometimes where we say too much, we talk frivolously, or we talk even passionately, but all that we're saying could be said in less sentences, could be said with less words. And uh, our, our words are, are so many that they can feel cheap. You know, I used to be extremely, and I'm talking extremely shy, so shy that uh, my mom was legitimately worried about me. She was worried uh, about my future. (laughs) She was worried about my present situation in school that I just literally would not talk. And if the teacher called on me, my face would turn bright red and I would whisper something, but I just was so, so debilitatingly shy. And One of the things I notice with people who don't talk a lot is that when they're in a group of people and everyone's talking and the person who never says anything, when they finally say something, everyone listens. Everyone just quiets down and listens. What did you say? And they listen. And a lot of times it carries more weight. A lot of times shy people appear to be very smart because they're not saying anything. (laughs) So you, you know, the more you talk, the, uh, the less intelligent you can appear because you're saying so many things and, and many of them may not be valid or thought out. And so uh, I really picked up on that. And so sometimes when I really want to get my point across and there's lots of people talking, I'll be very, 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 very quiet. And then when I do say something, all the heads turn and listen and really comprehend what I want to say. So words can be uh, so interesting and so easily used and overused and abused and useful. And I mean so many things with words. But I want to talk today about the words that God says. When God speaks, 
There's no words that God say God says that are uh, useless. His words are, are refined by fire. His words can be taken to the bank. When God speaks, it's on purpose. When God speaks, every ear should listen. When God speaks, every head should turn. Everything that he says is wise. Everything that he says is supernatural because he is supernatural. Everything that he says is beyond uh, our wisdom. It's godly wisdom. When God speaks, all creation should take notice. So the Bible begins with God speaking and God speaking things into existence. His words carry such weight and such action that when he says, let there be light, there's light. When he says, let there be animals in the sky, every animal in the sky is created. When he says, let vegetation grow, it grows. There's a lot of times where I say a lot of things and it doesn't happen. For example, Luke, clean your room. Or could someone clear the table? I could say lots of things and they don't just happen. <laughs> I can ask people lots of things and they don't get accomplished. So God's words have, his, his words have weight, they have action. When God speaks, things move, things happen. His words can be taken to the bank, so to speak. They are, are, are worth listening to. They are beyond us, they are supernatural. So there's just some examples in the New Testament. Well, first of all, back in the Old Testament, God is speaking so much. There's a fallacy that, you know, that I kind of hung on to that, you know, God in the Old Testament didn't speak a lot. He speaks more now today through the Holy Spirit. But all throughout the beginning of Genesis, God is speaking and speaking and speaking, speaking things into existence, speaking to his people so plainly and so clearly. He's um, telling Abraham to go from here to there. He is talking to Abraham through, through people. He's talking to Noah. He's talking uh, straight to people. I mean, for God to give Noah the plans for the ark, I'm just trying to picture like literally how that happened. So Noah's there, and he's just sitting in a room and, or sitting outside in a field, and the audible voice of God is talking to him. This is amazing. How did Abraham literally hear the voice of God? Old Testament Abraham, Abram, is told, take your, your, your wife and your people and your goats and your things and move to a country I'm going to show you. He had to have heard super clearly in order to leave his family, his people, and take his wife and go. He had to have heard specifically from God. Noah must have heard specifically from God so clearly without question in order to build a boat in a time where it never rained. Can you imagine the crisp, crispness of God's voice? Can you imagine God speaking so clearly to you to do a certain thing? We all like to think that, you know, if God spoke to me so clearly, if it was as plain as day, that at that point I would be immediate in my obedience. At that point, I would go right away and obey, and I would never sin anymore because I heard the voice of God, I won't sin anymore. But we look at Abram's life, and I mean, it was littered with sin. It was littered with lying and disobedience. He pretended that his wife was his sister, not just one time, but a few times. He uh, didn't always obey exactly what God had told him to do. Told him his wife would get pregnant, and instead he slept with his, uh, his wife's servant. 
I mean, this guy heard the literal voice of God. Abram, I'm sure, knew of Noah. I'm sure knew of Adam and Eve. I'm sure knew of the creation story, the account of God speaking things into existence. He knew all this. He heard the literal, crisp, clear, supernatural voice of God, his creator. And God led him out of his country to a new country. And he watched how God provided, watched what God did, and yet he still sinned. So we think that we, you know, if I heard, if I could just hear an audible voice of God, hear it just like you're listening to this podcast and hearing my voice. If God would just talk to me that way, man to man, woman, woman to woman, if he would just speak right to me, then of course I would obey. But I've never heard God speak to me. So many people say, I don't hear God's voice like you do, Pastor Jill. Friends, there is nothing that is not available to every believer. Prayer is available to each and every believer equally. Access to God was gained through the person and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And there's no tears, like levels, tears in Christianity. I love Galatians when it says there is no longer slave nor free. There's no longer male nor female. There's no longer Jew nor Gentile. It's taking gender off the table. It's taking finances off the table. It's taking uh, race off the table. It's saying we are all now one in Christ Jesus. And so there's no uh, more ability in one person than another. There's no uh, ability to hear, hear differently from God. And so the access to God is all the same. So why is it some people hear from God and some people don't? First of all, we have to put to bed the lie that says, if I heard the voice of God, then I would obey. We have to obey before we hear the clear you know, voice that, that Noah heard build the boat. Because Noah was a righteous man before he was given the instructions for the boat. Noah was the most righteous man to live on earth before he got his instructions for the boat. So if we are waiting around to hear the voice of God, and we think, if then, kind of deal, like the mathematical equation, if then. If I hear the voice of God clearly, then I will start to obey. That's hogwash. We have to obey God first and foremost and always, and not dependent on hearing or not hearing his voice. So we have to get that out of the way. Hearing God's voice does not the deciding factor of whether or not I will be righteous and holy before him, whether or not I will, will run from sin and run towards God. I will run from sin, run towards God, no matter what. It is not dependent on whether I hear his voice or not. Secondly, his voice is available to every believer. Because when we become Christians, when we be, are, are sanctified, saved by Jesus Christ, we have a new being. We're, we're now spiritual beings. It's called being born again. I once was just flesh, and now I am born of the Spirit. When I accept Jesus Christ into my life, the Holy Spirit takes residency inside of me. And it's a supernatural thing that I cannot explain detail for detail. All I know is I once was a sinner, and now I'm not. I once was just a regular uh, flesh and bone person, and now I can hear the voice of the living God. And that happened because of Jesus Christ. We're not going to get hung up on whether we hear it or not. We're not going to say if we hear the voice of God that that will make us holy. No, Jesus made us holy. And I will live as unto to Christ no matter what. But here's the thing. We, when we start to look in 
different portions of the New Testament, we hear God speaking so directly in different accounts. One of them is the Last Supper. The disciples who have been with Jesus are told by him these specific instructions. We're going to look in Matthew 26, 17. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did this as they had directed and prepared the Passover. Look how specific this was. Even when Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem um, for the account of Palm Sunday, he, he says, you're going to go find a donkey. He's going to be tied up, you're, and he's never been ridden before. And just tell the person there that your master has need of it, and he will give it to you. That is really, really specific. Could you imagine God speaking right to your heart and saying to you, I want you to go to the grocery store and see a man with brown hair and give him, you know, this word, and then he's going to give you that. That's how specific it is. And the disciples listened. And it happened just as God said. God's words are not foolish. God's words always come to pass. We look in the Old Testament and it's fulfilled in the New Testament. There's not one letter that's, that's false. There's not one prophecy that's not true. God's words are true. God's words are powerful. And when God says it, they can obey it. We look also at the Apostle Paul uh, when he was on the road to Damascus and he becomes blind. He says, I want you to go, God's voice, God's literal black and white, here's, here's the instruction. I want you to go to see Simon. He lives on Straight Street and have him pray for you and you'll receive your sight. That's pretty specific. That's like God saying, I want you to go to the blue house on Kirkland Ave and knock on the door and you'll find a man named Joe. But God's words are always, always, always true. They can always be followed. And so Paul goes and Simon prays for him and he receives his sight. And the disciples go and they get the donkey and Jesus rides in on it. And the disciples go and the person says, yes, you can have your Passover supper here. I want to ask you, has God spoken something to you? Has the God of the universe asked you to do something or given you instruction on something to do? Has the God of the universe spoken to you just like he had to Noah, just like he had to Abram, just like he had to the apostle Paul, just like he had to the disciples? Has the God of the universe spoken to you? What is it he's asked of you? What is it he's instructed you to do? Don't take it lightly. The word of God, the words of our God creator can be taken to the bank. It's not an accident. It's not an afterthought. It's not a, a suggestion. If the God of the universe has spoken to you, are you doing what he asked you to do? Are you going where he asked you to go? Or are you waiting for uh, circumstances to change? Are you waiting for uh, a number of different things? Or are you listening to the voice of your God? 
Because the words of God are meant to be followed. The words of God have weight. They're not just like someone frivolously talking in a meeting too much. They are on purpose. They are supernatural. The instructions of God are to be followed. If God has spoken to you, go and do the thing that he has asked you to do. Go and do the thing that he has asked you to do. When we think about our creator God and how unique each one of us are with our DNA, with our fingerprints, with our eye color, our hair color, our height, our stature, our uh, genetic background, or whether we're Italian or Irish or whatever we are, God designed us. We're not an afterthought. We're not a mistake. We're not a product of a one-night stand. We are designed. We are DNA'd. We are created by a creator God, and he created you. And he didn't create any other person on this planet exactly like you. There are zero people identical to you. And the giftings that he's put in you and the brain he's put in you and the abilities he's put in you are unique. Completely unique. And so when God speaks directly to you, you need to do the thing that God has called you to do. We can't wait around for somebody else to do it for us. We can't wait around uh, for anything. We have to listen to the supernatural voice of God and go after the thing that God has called us to. And he's called each and every one of us. In Psalm 139, it says that all my days are recorded in your book. All my days are recorded in your, in your book. Jeremiah talks about how he has good plans for each and every one of us, plans for us. We can come up with all kinds of ideas, but God's got the right plan for us because he's the designer. He designed us and he has the plans for us. We come up with our own plans, but you know what? The plans I have for my life are not supernatural. The plans that I have for my life are the best I can think up. The best that I can do. Those are the plans I have for me. But God's plans are better. They're different. They're going to take me through hardships. They're going to take me through struggles. They're going to take me through things that I would never choose in order to mature me, in order to make me refined, in order to make me mature. God's plans are better than anything I could come up with. They're beyond me. I have to listen to the voice of God. God's words have weight. When God speaks, we have to listen and obey. Now, lastly, I want to talk to the person who says, God has never talked to me. I have never heard the voice of God. I want to challenge you, if you've never heard the voice of God, to find times to set aside to seek the Lord. The Bible says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. All of your heart. And I'm not trying to bash anyone because some of you guys might have been seeking and seeking the Lord, but, but recognize this. All of your heart is not just Sunday mornings. All of your heart is not just when you're around other people. All of your heart is not just a five-minute daily bread devotional that you do sometimes. All of your heart is not just times when it's convenient. All of your heart is going to, to times of prayer when you have to give up something else in order to do it. All of your heart is doing stuff even when you don't feel like it. All of your heart is, is, is pouring out God and making him first in your life. I want to encourage you, if you have never heard the voice of God, to remember that God speaks to everyone and he wants to speak to you. The Bible talks about how the eyes of the Lord search the earth, searching for one that is truly his. He wants to empower them and bless them. Find 
a good amount of time to spend praying and listening. Open your Bible, and as you open your Bible, say, God, please speak a word just to my heart. God, I'm asking that your word be open to me by your Holy Spirit. I begin to read. I challenge you to read a whole book of the Bible in one sitting. I challenge you to stay in prayer for an hour. I challenge you to seek after God, not just in little bits, not just when everyone else is doing it, but on your own to set your your face before the Lord and say, God, I want to know you. God, I want to know your ways. God, I want to know your heart. God, I want to know you. Teach me your ways, God. The God that created and designed you, he loves you. Psalm 139 also talks about how his thoughts for us are like the grains of sand on a beach. Could you imagine how many, could you count the grains of sand on the beach? Could you even count the grains of sand in a, in a handful? The Bible says his thoughts for us are like the grains of sand. The Bible also teaches us that Jesus right now sits at the right hand of God in heaven, making intercession, praying on our behalf. It says he has his name, our names written on the palm of his hand. He loves us so much that he has even the hairs on our head numbered. He knows absolutely everything about us. He knows the intentions and thoughts that we have. The intentions of our heart he knows. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all, A-L-L, all, all, all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I want to challenge you to open up your ears, open up your heart, open up your schedule, open up your time to God. Find yourself on your knees in prayer. Find yourself before the King of Kings, just open to whatever he would say. God is a God who speaks. He is Emmanuel, God with us. By his Holy Spirit, he makes himself known to us. He wants to make himself known to you. There's no person more impressive than the other. We are all the created. He, God, is the creator. And prayer is open to absolutely everyone. So if God has spoken to you, we have to listen. His words are weighty and they're supernatural and they're right. So if God has spoken to you, listen. If God's not speaking to you, then get in a place where he can. Find yourself in a place of prayer. Find yourself in a place of worship. Find yourself in a place of silence. And let the Holy Spirit speak right to you. God designed you. He has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending your son to die on a cross in my place. And God, I I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us here on earth as orphans, but you sent your spirit to guide us and direct us into all truth. And God, I pray that we would unstop our ears. God, that we would be a generation of those that would seek you, that would seek your face, O God of Jacob, that we would hear and obey your voice. God, I pray that we would take the words that you say to us seriously, that God, they would be our guide. They would lead us, that we wouldn't be led by many frivolous words of our own or of other people, but God, we would set our faces before you and hear a word from you. God, direct our lives. God, you have permission to direct and guide our lives. God, I pray that you would reach into the hearts and lives of each and every person listening. God, I pray that we would find times where we could hear your voice. 
God, thank you that you are a God who sees us. You are a God who loves us and you are a God who knows us. Move in our hearts, move in our lives, move in our cities and our families. God, use us and move in us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.